When Steelers owner Art Rooney speaks, everyone needs to listen. And when he said Tuesday at Heinz Field during training camp, the team is prioritizing getting a deal with T.J. Watt done soon, that should perk up everyone's ears. The extension of T.J. Watt has been a story all offseason, and we're going to break down when that extension could happen right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter. Let's get into it. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Steelers, your daily Pittsburgh Steelers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to the Locked On Steelers podcast. I'm your host, Chris Carter, bringing you your daily dose of all things on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Remember, if you're enjoying this show, subscribe to us on YouTube. We have a new YouTube channel. It's up with all of our episodes and live video that you can see at any point in time. Uh, when you subscribe to us, it really helps us out. But if you also just want to listen to the audio version, we're still on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Odyssey. Download us, rate us five stars, leave us positive comments. All those things help us out. When you do those, you get a shout out at the end of the show. Joining me, as always, on Wednesdays is Josh Axel, Axelrod of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Josh, we got we don't got Dean here today. We'll get into him later, but it's always great to have you on Wednesdays. At least we have two-thirds of the agency that we normally have here. It's the best two-thirds. It's really the only two-thirds that matter. <laughs> so uh, I, 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 I love I the shot to Dean. You got, you got the best deal out of this if one of us had to take a day off. Absolutely. Now, let's get right into it. The, the top news of today is Art Rooney speaking at Steelers training camp to uh, a group of reporters and saying T.J. Watt getting him signed is a major priority for the Steelers. Now, duh, that is, that is, uh, that is obvious. But what he did let loose a little bit there was that they're trying to definitely get this done before the start of the season. Now, Josh, the Steelers have a tradition a long-standing tradition of not negotiating with players' contracts during the season. Once the season starts, it's over. Josh, I have a bold prediction here. Oh, no. Steelers, when he when 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 Art Rooney says this, he means business. He means there's something's going to happen here. I can totally see a contract and extension being announced and and finalized this weekend after the Steelers play the Hall of Fame game against the Cowboys. What say you? Hmm. I mean, that would be a hell of a way to cap off Hall of Fame weekend. That's for sure. Uh, this exactly. weekend already feels like exactly. it's been a little marred by COVID. Uh, so uh, I feel like uh, everyone around the organization could use some good news. And I'm not sure that we could get any better news regarding the Steelers at this exact moment than TJ Watt is a Steeler for a long time. And I mean, it's, it's not like the man doesn't deserve it. I don't think anyone in their right mind would argue that. And you're right. Historically, the Steelers do not do these deals during the season because there are bigger things to think about at that point, like winning football games. Right. So, they're not, uh, they're, and, and also, if you if you start doing negotiations during the season, then you start seeing guys, you know, then it's like, oh, maybe they don't play as hard. Or maybe that question comes mm-hmm. into mind. Maybe they don't need to show up. You don't want any of those questions. It's like, look. You want you want to earn your, your big deal? Make it happen during the season. We'll talk during the offseason and maybe a little bit during preseason. But TJ Watt is at camp. He's not holding out, but he's also not practicing in full. He's kind of doing agility drills on the side there. So um, all, all things aside, this is 
a major point of uh, point of emphasis for the Steelers. We know that's the case, but TJ Watt, he's their best player. He may be the best, uh, maybe the best, probably definitely the best edge rusher in the NFL, but for my money, um, one of the best defensive players in the NFL. And as they head into this era that is going, that is eventually going to be without Ben Roethlisberger, they're going to need superstars at other positions to be there for the long term. Now, Josh, when you look at the Steelers' salary cap situation, typically you're used to the Steelers having no salary cap space. They had no money to spend, but it's obvious they got the most money to spend as of right now for the salary cap once we hit 2022. They have seventy over $73 million in cap space. That's more than the, the Indianapolis Colts. It's a lot of money to spend. But the question then becomes, how much does T.J. Watt get? Because right now, the top edge rushers that are getting paid in the NFL you got Joey Bosa getting approximately $27 million a year, Miles Garrett getting approximately $25 million a year, and Khalil Mack getting $23.5 million a year. T.J. Watt's going to be somewhere in that range. There's some people that project he's going to make $30 million a year. I don't think it'll be that high. But I can imagine around $25 million a year. Um, and it's going to be important to get him onto a number that's going to allow you to also sign Minka Fitzpatrick because his extension's coming, and these are two guys that you absolutely cannot afford to lose at any point in time. Yeah, I mean, of all the guys you just mentioned, I think TJ is just as good, if not better, than all of them. Um, I would argue he's probably better than Joey Bosa. I think he's at least comparable with Khalil Mack. I don't remember him ever taking off his helmet and trying to murder someone on the other team like Miles Whoa. Garrett did. So I think he's got that over him. Uh, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying facts. What can I say? Um, so I, I, I imagine TJ's going to get at least in that 25 million range. And frankly, if they have to overpay him, I'm not mad at it. Like there are just certain things in life that you should spring, should just put that extra money towards because it's worth it. Are you saying that the Steelers should treat yourself? I, I'm not Tom Haverford over here, but <laughs> I may or may not be saying if the Steelers have to overpay a tad, if they need to like hit 27, 28 million to keep TJ, it's totally worth it. Like you said, he's most likely the best edge rusher in the NFL. He was robbed of defensive player of the year last year. So that should be on his resume. And so for all intents and purposes in these negotiations, I'm willing to say it is give that man what he's worth because like like you said with the probable departure of ben if if not next season at least soon the offense is about to go through a massive landscape shift the defense has to be steady and tj is going to be the present and future he's gonna be the rock he's gonna be the he's going to be the rock Absolutely. We're not done with this conversation. We're going to keep that going, but I got to tell you guys about betonline.ag, the best online sports book out there. With football season approaching, you'll want to get on all the gambling action at betonline.ag, the best online sports book. Get all the odds on, on records, stats, awards, and season winners on the NFL season right at betonline.ag. Pittsburgh fans, the over-under for your wins is set at eight and a half wins, which means as long as Mike Tomlin's Steelers avoid their first losing season in his time being head coach, you can win money easily at betonline.ag. You can also bet on all the Major League Baseball action still going on all this summer. Before that, the next pitch and before the first snap, 
Get to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. When you get to that website, you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using the promo code LOCKED ON. That's L O C K E D O N, LOCKED ON, all capital letters, all one word on betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Back here on the Locked On Steelers podcast, I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with guest Joshua Axrod from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Josh, I wanted to give you a chance to address something that happened last week. We were taught, we were making jokes about uh, Pat Fryermuth didn't like his nickname, Baby Gronk, and then Dean twisted that and said, you are Baby Dean. And then we even had some people dropping the hashtag out on social media, Baby Dean, in response to that show, Sir Axelrod. What is your response to these problems? So we talked about how Pat Fryermark didn't particularly like uh, Baby Gronk. You know, his reasons were probably just because he wanted to be his own man. Didn't want to be compared to anyone else. I feel similarly, but also I hate Baby Dean. Uh, <laughs> Dean, can, uh, Dean can go sit on a jagger bush. The universe. We don't wish violence on people on here in the Locked On Steelers I didn't podcast. Wish Come on. I didn't wish violence on him. I, I said he could sit on it. That's him <laughs> doing it to himself. I'm not wishing any violence upon him. I'm wishing My him goodness. to do it to himself because he deserves all right. it. All right. Anyway. All right. Enough. Anyway. Enough. We gotta we gotta move back to our topic at none hand. Of, I wanted none to give you a chance please. to yeah, yeah, none of that, please. Uh, but let's get back to the topic at hand. I want to finish up talking about TJ Watt's contract extension because if we're talking the most let, let's say he duplicates the highest paid edge rusher in the NFL. That's Joey Bosa on an average per year basis, actually. Joey Bosa right now is making about twenty-seven million dollars a year uh, when you average out his contract. So let's say That's the Steelers insane. They have it's a lot of money. Um, the Steelers, let's say they have $73 million. I'm doing some, some calculator work right here, minus $27 million. That's $46 million in cap space. So then after that, you're gonna then you still need to sign Mika Fitzpatrick next year. So then you're looking at okay, how does that factor into future plans? All right, so then Mika Fitzpatrick, the best safety in the NFL, bar none. I'll get to that tomorrow, too, with Joey Molinaro. We're going to talk about is Mika Fitzpatrick being underrated, considering he's the 10th best safety in Madden, which is just ridiculous. But that's a story for another day. But point being, the highest-paid safety per year right now in the NFL is Justin Simmons, just over $15 million per year. So if you take the $46 million, Josh, that the Steelers would have left after uh, signing T.J. Watt to $27 million a year, if that's the number they go with, you'd take that. The Steelers should have approximately $31 to $30 million in cap space left over, at least for next year. The year after that, it gets crazy because then, you know, all of them, a lot of contracts come off the books. It'll be, they'll have $173 million. It's, two years is always too far to project for things. But you get a sense that next year with 30-ish million dollars in salary cap space, you'd have some money still to address key needs in your team. Now, other key needs that could pop up is Juju Smith-Schuster. Do you sign him again to a deal that maybe keeps him around even longer? Terrell Edmonds, he's on He's on the last year of his rookie deal right now. Do you get depth on the defensive line? Because you got Cam Hayward, Stephon Tuitt, but Tyson Alulu may be gone. Maybe some of these guys step up. 
Do you get another edge rusher because Melvin Ingram was signed to a one-year deal? That's going to be another question next year. There's going to be lots of these type of questions that emerge. I just that's the caution. That's the caution here is it's easy for us to say on our on our uh, on our webcams here, Josh. Say, oh yeah, just pay T.J. Watt whatever he's worth. But that's a serious number that Kevin Colbert and the Steelers have to calculate to make sure. Hey, we have to be able to lock down these two guys, but also lock in the the, the possibility of signing guys around them to keep this franchise above water and to keep them competitive in the next coming years. I'll just say to start off, if you had given me 10, 15 guesses, I don't know if I would have guessed Joey Bosa and Justin Simmons were the highest paid players in the NFL at their positions. Contracts That's, work differently, yeah. They do for two teams that haven't been super productive, but hey, more power to them. Um, but again, give TJ and Minko what they're worth. Uh, those, again, you, you overpay, overpaying for guys like that is fine. I have no problems with that. If Minka, if, if Minka's going to set the market for safeties, uh, write him a blank check. Uh, he, that 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 man came in and single handedly made the defense elite. It's, yeah, I'm no, gonna say, it's, I, I, I yeah, say elite. Took it from I, good to elite. Yeah, no question. Yeah. So yeah, I think whatever money you have to spend to keep those two are worth it. And then it'll just depend on what the priorities are from there. Like you said, Terrell Edmonds needs to be paid. I, I he's probably worth it. I he's. He's not one I would uh, throw the kitchen sink at, but he's at least uh, definitely a proposition. Um, Juju will certainly, he's on his prove it deal now. So we'll find out if he's proved it by then and then we'll see what to do with him. Uh, and yeah, it just depends on where all the chips fall from there. And I, I mean, the ultimate prove it deal would be just to use the rest of your cap space at that point to sign Aaron Rodgers. I mean, he's good. <sighs> Here we go. He's, He's gonna need to prove that he's still an only quarterback. And if he if he wants to sign for $31 million one year, I that's not I, prove I, it money. That, that, that's that's you got paid money. Eh, for Aaron Rodgers, it's chump change though. So <laughs> I'm just saying, I, I think that's a solid one-year deal for the Steelers. And there you go. That's your free agency oh, in a nutshell. You're welcome. Solid one-year deal for the Steelers. For the record, <laughs> uh, Aaron Rodgers is making thirty-three and a half million dollars on his on the average per his deal right now. Oh, so um, it's, not, it's perfect. It's right around his yes, right. Oh gosh, you're ridiculous. Uh, but again, <laughs> but here's the thing: if you sign Aaron Rodgers to a deal like that, you are es essentially making it so that you're not going to be able to sign anybody else outside of those big three names, and then you're going to be filling in a lot of holes with a lot of guys that you're like paying little no to no money with rookies and it, it's going to poke up a lot of questions. That's why I'm not so oh. sure that the Aaron Rodgers thing is the way to go right, right there. Um, now, could there be other not quarterbacks? My, not my fault you hate fun. That's not my fault. It's not me hating fun. It's me looking at the numbers. Look, <laughs> look at that. Um, now, here's the other part of this is that last year, this past year, we saw several quarterbacks move around. Jared Goff is with the Lions. Matt Stafford is with the Rams. Carson Wentz is with the Colts, even if he is hurt. <laughs> I was going to um, say, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right. Um, but a lot of guys are moving around, and it's becoming clear that free agency is different. Also, as you mentioned earlier, next year, the salary cap will boom. From tw In 2021 right now, every team's base salary cap is $182.5 million. Next year, that base salary cap is, is, is projected to improve to $208,000 over $1,200,000. That is, what, $26 million more in salary cap space right off the bat? And then it's projected to go even higher than that in 2023 and 2024 because the NFL just – 
they they look at their 17 game. That's extra game is going to significantly boost the revenue, which means the players get paid more and the owners can uh, afford to kick out more. Uh, you know, you're there. So, Josh, I, I look at this and part of what Juju's strategy here with signing the one year deal with the Steelers wasn't just to prove it to them. It was to prove it to the rest of the league to say, hey, you need to pay me because you got money now. This year, it was everyone's, you know, the salary cap dropped maybe like $16 million because of COVID. And so teams were are still struggling to fill out their rosters. But now we're talking next year, everyone's going to try to hit the market. Everyone's going to try to cash in. And teams are going to be a little more spend happy. And so that's the question as far as, okay, maybe Juju, Terrell, and whoever take their shot in free agency and the Steelers have to do that. But again, if the Steelers do have a significant amount of money in free agency space or, or in salary cap space, they can actually be players next year in that salary cap space. Now, granted again, TJ Watt, that'll take that down a peg. Minka Fitzpatrick, take it down another peg. But I do see Josh, this being a possibility of them maybe getting someone in the very, in the very, in the very, uh, in the very near future to start to fill in. I just, that's why I'm just not all aboard the Aaron Rodgers train if it's anywhere near $30 million because then that possibility goes away to fill in the rest of the roster. I would like to make it 100% clear that they should not spend $33 million on a one-year deal for Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> I just, I, it, that feels, and I got him to backtrack. It, feel, it feels neat. I need to say that. Um, I mean, ideally what would happen this year, What one of two things is that Juju goes out there and Proves that the last couple of seasons have been an aberration. Ben was hurt, COVID, just he, multiple multiple excuses for why the last few years might not have been the best uh, the best showcase for his talents. And then the Steelers pay him, and he asserts himself as the number one wide ride receiver. Or Deontay and Claypool go out and ball out, and they make Juju expendable. Mm. So. And then, but then you still you still have a question. Do you sign James Washington because his contract's up? That's this also year. true. There's a, but, but again, this is why the Steelers they got to be very careful with the money that they sign TJ Watt to, yeah. so that they can sign Minka Fitzpatrick to the kind of deal that keeps him around for a long time, and then they can figure out who else they want to keep around. Because don't forget, Joe Hayden will be a free agent, and so then how do they replace him at cornerback? Does James Pierre become the guy? I know Tony Serino thinks so. Yeah. He's still leading the James Pierre hype train every week. Um, I, I also just want to quickly mention that this time next year, it's very possible that the Steelers' biggest need might still be on the offensive line. So that's, that's very possible. Yeah. So, so yeah, that's, a, that's where I'd invest the marquee free agent money next season. First and foremost, if the line this year, which I still think has a better a potential to be better than people think it will be. If that, if the line looks up part this year, that's the first place to go. Absolutely. Yeah. That's something to keep in, keep in mind, but there's another player, a quarterback, in fact, who may factor in next year that we also heard from Art Ruyon. We'll get to that. We're talking about Ben Roethlisberger, of course. But first, I got to tell you guys about Built Bar. As you know, Built Bar is the protein bar that's a healthy treat and tastes like a candy bar. It's the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team, and it comes in so many different flavors. Whether you want a fruity snack like raspberry, strawberry, orange, or something different like salted caramel, cookies, cream, or my personal favorite, double chocolate, Built Bar has so many flavors for you to enjoy. And the best part, they're all healthy. They range from either 130 to 180 calories. They have 17 to 18 grams of protein, but only 4 to 5 grams of sugar and 4 to 5 grams of net carbs. That's a tasty and healthy snack that'll save you from eating that snack that you'll regret later and stay on task with anyone's diet. Order today and get your favorite flavor delivered right to your door by going to Built.com and use the promo code 
LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, all capital letters, all one word, no spaces. And that's LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order at Built.com to get your own Built Bars delivered right to your door. Wrapping up things here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Josh is dancing to my music. I appreciate that. Check out Renaissance Music Records. The song is Too Easy by Nerd Boy. They got a lot of great talent out there. It's also the opening song. We uh, we have Soul Kick from Seti P, also from Renaissance Music Records. All of their things can be felt online. Just Google that, that, that record company. They are awesome. Thank you so much for supplying the music to this show. Now, back into the swing of things here. Now, Art Rooney also said the Steelers are not sure, Josh, if this is the last ride for Ben Roethlisberger. And to me, that's extremely reasonable because, as I've said before, if he's healthy at the end of this year, say he gets to week 17 and he hasn't had to throw the ball 50 times a game and he hasn't been hit a whole lot and the Steelers are are highly competitive, maybe he thinks, you know what, I want to be around this team that has a superstar running back in Najee Harris if he becomes that. I want to be on this team that has a superstar defense with T.J. Watt and Minka Fitzpatrick and all the guys that are currently on it because, you know what, I may not have to do too much to be competitive and have a shot at winning a Super Bowl in the, in, in the next few years. So maybe he does stick around, and maybe that's another thing the Steelers can be like, okay, we'll work with that money, and now you don't need to go out and sign the expensive quarterback in free agency, and you may not even need to go find one in the NFL draft right away, even though they probably should find one in the NFL draft right away. So, Josh, I wanted to get your thoughts on the possibility of Ben sticking around at least one more year after this. Do you think it's a good idea if all things – again, this is if all things work out, if he plays well this year and he's healthy at the end of the season? Well, I've certainly been saying now for the last – ever that I've been treating I've been treating this year like Ben's last season, which is why I have felt the Steelers offseason moves had to be a go all in because otherwise this can't just be treated like a normal year it's if it's right. his last year. Um I do not mind a world where if we get to the end of the season and it looks like Ben's got something left in the tank that he gives it one more shot. Especially if it looks like the defense continues to be dominant. The wide receiver, the young wide receiver group has grown. Najee comes in and lights up the league. Uh, the offensive line does not look like it's going to get him murdered uh, a couple times a game. I, I mean, the Steelers don't have a better option. They just truly don't. That option might exist in the draft for, in next year's draft for all we know. The quarterback, look, the quarterback situation is bleak. It just is. So if Ben proves that he has a chance to come back and play at, again, even replacement level, I'll take replacement level Ben over Mason and Dwayne, frankly. So well, let's yeah. be, let's be fair to those guys. They still have to prove themselves. Dwayne just got, got to Pittsburgh and Mason Rudolph is about to get his, get the start for the hall of fame game for what's going to be his fourth NFL season. He's the only quarterback Yay. that's technically under contract. You sound so excited to watch some Mason Rudolph football. Now, rolling, rolling, finishing up here, I wanted to touch on this because this is important to Mike Tomlin revealed on Tuesday that the Steelers' plan at quarterback for the Hall of Fame game is Mason's going to start the, the, the game, Dwayne Haskins is going to finish out the first half, and then Josh Dobbs is going to play the rest of the second half. But it's clear there is a battle. I mean, Mike Tomlin, when asked about, about, about if there's a battle – for the number two quarterback spot, he 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 said every position is open for for a, for a battle right now, which means 
that he is taking that serious. Now, I broke down on Tuesday's episode with Brooke Pryor of ESPN about who should be the number two, who might be the number two, what the battle, why there is a question of that now, even though Mason Rue has four years with the team and Dwayne Haskins just got here. But I wanted to get a sense from you, Josh. I What do you need to see from Mason Rudolph in the next in the next few games in this preseason to make you say, okay, I'm not as stressed if the Steelers don't just run out and get a quarterback next season. I need to see Mason do some damage against other teams' backups at least. I what's do uh, some damage? Because because that because I agree with you. He needs to do damage, but does he need to be like an elite level quarterback, or does he just hey throw two touchdowns in a couple preseason games, let the offense flow, and then when you come off after a quarter of play, everyone's like, okay, that was a couple. I was like two or three he, solid drives you put together. He needs to at least game manage like during the preseason. Like he needs to prove that he can be a guy on the field who is not going to make the team actively worse. Mm. And again, it's a little tough to evaluate because he'll also be playing with backups all around him. That's always the trick. Although to be fair, theoretically, Najee should be playing, right? You like, I wouldn't play him. I'm sorry, I'm not playing you here. It's not, not in the Hall of Fame game. No, oh, okay, we got, okay. you, you got uh, like in the preseason, yeah, sure, but not not in this game. It doesn't mean anything. Okay. Uh, the the, fe- the field at, there at Canton isn't always the best and the and the most reliable. So I'm not I'm not okay. putting the star, the guy who's going to put the who's supposed to piece the offense together in a position to get hurt in a game that really doesn't matter. I was thinking just because he's a rookie, they might put him out there, but maybe, uh, maybe a couple snaps. But so that's, that's the most. So it'll probably be like him, Anthony McFarland, like and Claypool and Washington. Like, pro- well, that that might probably be what he's working with. So he might not be working with like you know the cream of the Steelers' offensive crop. But if he can go out there and if he can just if he just looks confident, Mason Rudolph has never once looked confident in his career as a, as a Steelers. And I understand that this is an intangible thing, but. The guy just needs to look out there and go out there and look like he's in command of the offense. And and like you said, that's probably just going to look like decent drives in the field, field goal here and there, touchdown here or there. Just looks like a guy who's been here for a couple of years and knows the playbook and can get the get the Steelers down the field. Because like you said, Dwayne Haskins seems to be nipping at his heels from all accounts. And I mean, I, I see tweets every day. Dwayne Haskins hit six passes in a row. Mason Rudolph, he didn't do that. There just seems, anecdotally, it seems to be the online sentiment is people want Dwayne Haskins to overtake Mason Rudolph. So I kind of hope that Mason sees that and uses it as fuel. And again, I'm no problem with a world where Mason emerges victorious because that means he He has done all the right things. Yeah. I also have no problem in a world where Mason is the guy that we've seen in the last couple of years. And Dwayne Haskins just overwhelms him with athleticism. Like that wouldn't shock me either. Well, but, I mean, uh, his main athleticism would be would be having a big arm. Um, so we we will see. We will see what I'm what I'm looking for in this in this Hall of Fame game is like you said, managing the game. Can you be a competent quarterback? Avoid the big mistakes, and when the plays are there, can you take advantage of them? If they when they leave the open receivers, can you find them? Do you look panicked when they're dealing in that pocket? Even if pressure does get to you. Those are the things you want to see in this first half of this Hall of Fame game. But it's a long preseason. They got three more games after that. We will keep you posted on those games right here on the Lockdown Steelers podcast. We're going to talk about a little bit more on tomorrow's episode. We're having Joey Molinaro of Barstool Sports. 
right here on the Locked On Steelers podcast. Do join us for that then. Josh, thanks so much for joining us today. Let, let people know where they can find you, follow you, and get more of your work. Yeah, um, I'm pretty active in the Locked On Steelers Facebook group. You can find me on Twitter at Jaxelberg with an H. And uh, you can find all my work at postgazette.com. And I'm especially proud of a piece that went online today where I finally got to talk to Allegheny County Executive Ritz Fitzgerald about how much he looks like Jeff Daniels. So It is crazy how they look alike. It's wild, and they took a photo together, and that meant Rich couldn't hide from me anymore. No, Rich is a great great guy, and he was very game to do the interview. But no, I'm really proud of that, so go online and check that out, please. Check that out. Josh does a lot of great work for the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Check out all their work there. I'm Chris Carter, the host of the Locked On Steelers podcast. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Odyssey. All those different ways help us. If you want to leave us a five-star review, the positive comment, that also helps us too. And you get a shout-out at the end of the show. Again, signing off here, we'll have Joey Molinaro on for the Thursday episode of Locked On Steelers, getting you ready for the Hall of Fame game. The Steelers finally playing some football again. We're excited.